Early in the morning, on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone was moved away from the entrance. She ran at once to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, breathlessly panning. They took the master from the tomb. We don't know where they put him. Peter and the other disciple left immediately for the tomb. They ran neck and neck. The other disciple got to the tomb first, outrunning Peter. Stopping to look in, he saw the pieces of linen cloth lying there, but he didn't go in. Simon Peter arrived after him, entered the tomb, observed the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchief used to cover his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but separate, neatly folded by itself. Then the other disciple, the one who had gotten there first, went into the tomb, took one look at the evidence, and believed. No one yet knew from the tomb, from the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The disciple, the disciples then went back home. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt to look into the tomb and saw two angels sitting there, dressed in white, one at the, one at the head, the other at the foot of where Jesus' body had been laid. They said to her, Woman, why do you weep? They took my master, she said. I don't know where they put him. After she said this, she turned away and saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to her, Woman, why do you weep? Who are you looking for? She, thinking that he was a gardener, said, Mister, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I can care for him. Jesus said, Mary. Turning to face him, she said in Hebrew, Rabboni, meaning teacher. Jesus said, Don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go to my brothers and tell them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went, telling the news to the disciples. I saw the Master. She told them everything he said to her. The word of God for the people of God. Be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Little Katie was not your average girl. She dreamed big. When the other girls were lying in the grass, looking up at the shooting stars and making wishes, Katie laid there pondering what could possibly be beyond the stars. What's out there that we can't see, Katie wondered. So she studied, and she studied. She went to U of M, got one degree. She went over to Caltech, got another degree, and she kept wondering and studying what's out there and how can we figure it out. She wrote algorithm after algorithm. She crunched numbers. She tried to figure out how you can see a black hole. Now, she had failure after failure after failure. We don't usually achieve success on the first try. And she had challenges. I don't know if you've ever tried to be a woman in science or math, 
but there's not a lot of them out there. And she dealt with those challenges, and she kept going. So as a postdoctoral graduate, she, went to, she worked at Harvard on a program that helped us see for the first time what a black hole really looks like. She was able to see the unthinkable the unseeable, the unknowable, Dr. Katie Bowman, she saw a black hole. Now, there's a picture of her, and it went online, it went on Twitter, it got tweeted everywhere. And do you think the reviews were positive? No, the internet got a hold of her and said, no, this woman couldn't possibly be the one who did math. No, 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 no. She was just the prettiest person on this team of men who put together this no, no, not possible. Women, women can't do science and math like that. No. Now, Katie responded. She said, yes, I was amongst a team, but we all worked together, and I had a part. So even though everyone said, mm, little Katie, let's not think too hard. You might hurt yourself. Even though people kept poo-pooing her and saying, no, it's not possible, she dreamed and had faith in being able to see what has been unseen. Now we have another woman we can talk about, Mary. Mary Magdalene came to the tomb on the Sunday after the corpse had been in there for two days. Do you think this was a task that she was excited about? Of course not. I can only imagine she's walking towards the tomb, shoulders slumped, head down, tears pulled up in her eyes. She's having to go and visit the one she loves, the one that she believed in, the one that she stood by and stuck by, even when everyone thought he was crazy. Even when they said, isn't this the guy from Nazareth? the guy from that podunk town, why are we following him? When there wasn't food to eat, she still stuck by. When the the religious leaders said, nope, you can't believe in him, she was still there. She stood by Jesus no matter what. And now, in the midst of all the grief, in the midst of her sorrow, she's still there. She's still the one who shows up on Sunday morning when everyone else is still in hiding. Everyone else is still afraid. There's Mary. She's sitting there at the tomb, we hear in our story, weeping, crying. And she sees a man. She doesn't recognize him at first, maybe because her eyes are full of tears, Maybe because she just, the last thing she's going to expect is Jesus standing in front of her. But he speaks to her, and he says, Mary. He says her name, Mary, my precious Mary. She knows in that instant, this is Christ. This is the Lord. This is the one that she's been following. This is the one who she believed in, and he's standing before her. No, I like Mary, because in this moment, she goes to grab him and give him a hug. I think if I saw someone I thought was long gone, standing in front of me, I'd want to hug him too. But in this moment, she has the, she's the first one 
to see the risen Lord. She's the first one to witness him, and she's the first one to see her faith realized. She believed in him through thick and thin, and here he is. He's not dead. She was there at the cross when he died. She saw it happen, and she's here in the moment when he's alive. And he tells her, go and tell the others. Go, be the first voice that announces the resurrection. Go and be my witness in this sacred moment. Well, then the ancient internet got a hold of the story. Is it possible that a woman was at the tomb? Is it possible that there was something else going on? Oh, surely Mary must be a prostitute or some such. There's no possible way that some righteous woman would be at the tomb waiting for Jesus. And the rumors started. And the sermons started. And you've probably heard that before, maybe even in a pulpit. Because we can't have a woman be the person who gives us the gospel message. There must be something wrong with her. So we have two women who had faith in the unknown. Dr. Katie Bowman and Mary Magdalene at the tomb. They believed in things that were unseen. They believed in things that people thought were crazy. And they both had faith that kept them going in the dark and the hard times. We need to have faith like Dr. Katie. We need to have faith like Mary. Oh, to have faith in this time when everything seems so tragic and hard. It's harder and harder to see why we have the church. It's harder and harder to believe in something that we can't touch and feel. The world is trying to push us aside. Tell us we're we're irrelevant and we're not really capable of helping people. We're wasting our lives here. And yet, look around you. We all gathered in the hope and anticipation that there's something real to this story. We sit beside others who have come seeking the connection with Christ, who have come to have their faith realized on this Easter Sunday morning. As we gather together and as a body of faith proclaim, Christ has died and Christ is risen. Good Friday is not the end of the story. We can celebrate with Mary, the risen Christ. We can have that faith that seems crazy. We can believe in something that we can't see. There's no mathematical algorithms that are going to get us to understand the resurrection in a new way. And if there are, don't count on me to give them to you. But we can believe in what we cannot see. We can see that God is real in the world around us. We can begin to understand that death is nothing but a flimsy tissue. We can see the resurrection power around each and every one of us, each and every day. We have the faith. We have the hope. For he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen.